Hey, before I dive into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that I have spots open for the fall semester of coaching. Whether your team needs support with confidence, organization, making and keeping good friends, I can help. Click the link in the show notes to schedule a time to hear more about my one-on-one teen coaching program. I help tweens, teens, and young adults with all of the above. And if your teen isn't down with coaching, I also offer parent coaching. Either way, I've got you covered. Schedule your free consultation today, and let's make this your teen's best semester yet. I'm Jennifer Delacuadri, and this is the Raising Happy Teens podcast, where you learn how to successfully guide your teenager into adulthood without losing your sanity in the process. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast. This is kind of a niche episode, and it's geared toward those parents who have dropped off their freshmen at college or are getting ready to. So even if you don't have a college freshman, this is worth a listen just to file away in your bank of knowledge in the future. I'll be breaking down by week what to expect with your teen in their transition to college, what they'll be going through, and what you can do to support them. But know that the way I explain it, it's not going to be exact. It's going to be done by week. Obviously, school schedules differ. So whether your teen's on a semester or a quarter or a trimester system, it kind of follows the same pattern. But I'll be breaking it down by week, and you can listen along and kind of check in with where your teen is. And here, is this right? Is this not right? And what can I do to support them through this? Now, I'm at this point where I have a college, soon to be college freshman. She hasn't actually started yet, but I, my Facebook and my social media is all filled with parents dropping their kids off at college. And when I see these posts, I feel like I want to like well up with tears because there are so many emotions in dropping your teen off at college. You see them as this baby walking out the door and they're living on their own. Even if they're not going to school far away, you worry about them. And especially if it's your first time sending one of your kids to school, it can be overwhelming. There's a lot to go through. So this is here to help you. You can come back to this if you're starting to doubt or wonder, hey, is this normal? Should I be concerned? What can I do? This is here to help guide you throughout this fall semester, trimester, quarter for your team. So let's start out with moving in. Here's what you can expect. I'm going to start by telling you what's going on, what your teen's feeling, and then what you can do to support them. So obviously moving in, your teen's going to be meeting roommates, saying goodbye to old friends and family. And I say old friends, meaning they're not no longer friends. (laughs) They're just friends from long ago that they've had for a long time. There's a lot of emotions. Some excitement, fear, loneliness may already be creeping in, homesickness, self-doubt. I know compare and despair is a big thing around the beginning because all of their friends are going through something similar. And they may look at what their friend's going through and think, what I'm doing doesn't measure up, or they have it all down and I have no idea what I'm doing. Lots of those feelings going on. So what you can do here, and this first thing I say applies to every single one of these things, is listen, ask open-ended questions, encourage them, and support them. 
Encourage them at this point when they're moving in to stay independent, but also just continue to reassure them that, hey, you're still part of the family. We still love you. We're still here for you. Always listen to their concerns, but don't try to talk them out of the fears or the doubts and the loneliness. Just listen and validate their experience and let them know that it's understandable and expected for them to be experiencing these things. And something you can do is ask about specific events. So instead of saying something like, how was your first class? Or how was your first week? Or how's things going with your roommate? Or how are things? Say something specific like, how was that dorm meeting? Did you talk to your RA? How did that go? How's the dorm food? Right? Questions like that. What did you eat for dinner? That gets the conversation going and flowing a little bit better. Now, after the whole move-in experience has taken place and we are in week one of school, this is when they'll be going to class for the first time, meeting professors and classmates. They're going to be getting their syllabus and for each class and hearing what the expectations are. Lots of new systems, lots of expectations, and maybe a little bit of assignments going on already. They're going to be possibly adding or dropping classes. And while they're doing all of this academic stuff, they're going to be establishing a relationship with their roommate. It's all still very new. So they're going to be getting to know their roommate a little bit better. And of course, during this time, they're going to be feeling overwhelmed, not just with the experience itself, but also with now this added academics are coming in, worrying about the assignments. Will I be able to do it? Also learning how to live with someone else's habits. When I went on college tours with my daughter, one of the things that many of the schools said is that one of the hardest adjustments for college freshmen is learning to live with someone. Because most of these kids that go to school, they either have never shared a room with someone, or if they did, it was with someone that they know really well, like a sibling. And so they're learning to live essentially with a stranger. So they're going through all of that, getting used to their habits, getting used to having to share a space, and sometimes a really small space. They are feeling a little homesick, worrying about growing apart from family and friends. Again, the slow separation from their best and closest friends in high school is beginning to happen, and they may be worrying about that. But at the same time, they're probably enjoying their independence, enjoying being alone, enjoying not having mom and dad to watch their every move, and living as an adult for the first time. So what you can do again, listen ask open-ended questions, send them a text or an email, I think a text or even a call to let them know you're thinking about them. It's funny because I know a lot of teens right now have relationships with their parents where they're texting back and forth constantly, and that's great. But when your teen is going off to college, if you have the type of relationship where you're texting back and forth constantly, that could really get in the way of them feeling like an independent adult. So if you're listening to this and you don't have a college freshman, that's part of getting them prepared for college. We mentioned this in last week's episode, is helping them become independent by not constantly sending them messages and texting them and expecting them to text you back right away. So if you've already established that, of course, 
send them texts, let them know that you're thinking of them and encourage them and let them know you're proud of them. And when they do talk to you, avoid feeding into the fears that they may be having, the homesickness, validate their experience, but just encourage them to persevere through it. And along those lines, it can be very tempting for college freshmen to want to go home the first couple of weekends of school, especially if they live close. Obviously, if they are in another state or far away, that's not something that's going to be easy to happen. But if they're closer to home, they may want to just stop by home and do some laundry or see a friend. But it's really important at this point for you to encourage them to stay on campus. And that's because these first few weeks, everybody's getting to know one another. And if they aren't around for that, if they miss out on that, they may be missing out on some really great opportunities to meet friends while everybody's looking. So really encourage them to stay on campus for the first few weekends. Then as we get into week two, there's routines that are getting established. Things are kind of falling into place. There may be more social events, exploring campus involvement, things like clubs and activities that they can do on campus. And this is where developing time management practices can really come in handy. When uh, one of the things that's majorly different in college than in high school is in high school, the majority of their time is spent at school in class. And then there's some of their time being spent outside of school studying and preparing and doing projects. But when they're in college, the majority of their time is independent and on their own, and only some of their time is in class. So if they don't have those study habits and organization and time management skills at that point, it's really going to start to show. And this is something that I help my college freshmen that I work with a lot because they're not used to this lack of structure where they don't have to get up at seven, six, seven o'clock in the morning to be at school on time because they may not have class that day or they may not have class until late afternoon. And so it can be so tempting to just sleep all day and then go to class and then socialize at night. But where's the time for studying? So it's just a matter of falling into that routine of what's this new schedule going to look like now that I'm in college. And at this point, it's likely that they're going to be asking themselves where they fit in. Where's my place in this school? Trying to figure out where my friends are. Where can I socialize? Who are my people? So again, homesickness is going to be a big thing still. And just continuing to become more familiar with the campus and getting to know their classes and settling in there. So at this point, wink two, ask them about their classes, what they're learning, and encourage them to get involved on campus. It's a great way to meet friends. It's a great way to feel like you really are part of the community. Then moving on to weeks three and four, that's when the first assignments are going to be due. First papers, tests, projects. They're developing their study habits. They're forming study groups. They're trying to keep up with social activities and possibly work or, and also academics all at the same time. And so what can happen at this point is they may start neglecting habits, sleep habits, health habits. They may fall out of routines of eating and exercising because there's so much to manage. 
which again is why having systems in place can come in so handy. So at the same time though, as a result, they may start to feel stressed and tired, possibly a little less homesick, but at the same time feeling a part of campus. So at this time, again, listen, show interest. This is a great time to send a small care package, something that can support their um, taking care of themselves, self-care, healthy snacks. Of course, send them their favorite sweet treat. Healthy snacks are important, but so is a sweet treat from home. (laughs) Herbal tea, coffee, you know, like a small surprise, just something to be like, hey, we're thinking of you. This, we thought you would enjoy this. Now on to around week five. This is when they're getting feedback. They're getting their tests returned. They're getting papers returned. And this can be a really big reality check time on academic performance. And also they may get sick and as a result of their lack of sleep and their poor health habits. And there may be some roommate tension brewing as the stress increases and this initial courtesy and kindness sort of wears off and they settle into their routine. So at this point, they may be feeling a little disappointed in their academic performance. I know when I've worked with college freshmen in the past, right around October is when they get that first feedback or that first sign of, oh, college work is a little bit different than high school work. It may not give me the same straight A's that I'm used to or the same academic performance that I'm used to with the same amount of effort. And so there could be a lot of disappointment and feeling like a lot of self-doubt as a result. So there may be frustration about the grades, maybe a little bit of anger at their professors, blaming other people, self-doubt, and really missing a home and their past life because that's the known and now they're in this unknown. So what you can do here is to avoid feeding into that negative experience, of course, validate and encourage, but don't feed into it. Don't get on their side. Don't fuel the fire of the anger if they have any, but ask questions like, what might you do differently next time? Or what did you learn from this experience? What would you like to do the next time you have a paper? How can you restructure your time? open-ended questions always. Also, great time to encourage them to find support from their professors or a tutor, help them find ways to care for themselves, whether it be going to the campus, a wellness center or fitness center, exercising, mindfulness, yoga, really connecting with the healthy side of it. When I was talking with one of my clients who was very stressed out, in a very academically rigorous program, one of the things that instead of telling her to add another thing to her schedule by going to the gym or taking a class, what I recommended is to practice mindful walking when she's going to class. So instead of looking at her phone or listening to a podcast, to walk and really experience the walk, feeling her feet on the ground, looking around at the trees, watching the people as they go by, and practicing breathing. It's a very easy way to be mindful without adding another to-do thing to her list. And she really liked it. And um, yeah, caring for themselves because midterms are coming up. And here we are, week six to eight, midterms. 
This is where balancing time can become a real issue, especially managing social and academic demands. If your teen is part of an organization like a sorority or a fraternity or a club, being able to make time for that, but also being able to make time for studying. It's a great time to encourage them to talk to an academic advisor, especially if they're finding that their, braid, their grades are not what they want them to be. Then moving on to weeks nine through 12. This is like this period of time right before Thanksgiving break where maybe finals will be starting to be assigned, final projects, papers, things like that. They're starting to kind of come to the forefront of the mind. And they're also thinking about classes for next semester. There may be a lot of anxiety and frustration about choosing classes or determining a major. Maybe their classes aren't available. Stresses about juggling it all. And if they don't have good time management skills, again, this is really going to be showing by now. And what you can do is to not push them to declare a major if they're not ready. Also really encourage them to take advantage of the on-campus resources like a career center and again, the advisor. Of course, show interest in the course selection, but don't tell them what to do. That's what the experts at the school are for and include them in the holiday planning if they're coming home for Thanksgiving, which I know some can't, but if they are, include them in that and give them something to look forward to coming home because at week 12-ish, it's going to be Thanksgiving break. If your teen's coming home, the big focus for you is going to be seeing them, but the big focus for them is going to be seeing their friends. I'm sorry to say it. Of course, expect them to spend time with you, but just reality, they're going to want to be with their friends a lot. At the same time, they're feeling relief. They're excited to see their old friends, and they may be reluctant to go back to school. What you can do is do some laundry for them, cook their favorite food, make them something special, right? Make them feel special at home because when they go back, they're getting ready to, for finals. Papers, projects, late night studying, relationships might be strained because they're stressed. They may be sad about being back at school after the break and just a general feeling of overwhelm by all that needs to be done. So they're tired, they're stressed. And what you can do is help them stay focused by bringing up the long-term vision for what they want for themselves. When we get stressed out and overwhelmed, it can be very easy to fall into that, this is my reality. But one thing to keep in mind is this is just a temporary stressful experience. It's not going to last forever. It's like a sprint. So during finals, during that last period of time before the winter break, there's a big push. Have them focus on the fact that it's not forever. They're just running at a sprint and then they can rest when it's all over. It's also a really great time to send a care package. You can't go wrong with those. <laughs> then we get to finals week. They're going to be packing to go home. They'll likely have some anxiety and stress about finals. They're tired. They're stressed. They're excited to go home. What you can do, let them know that you're proud of them. And of course, include them in holiday planning. So there you have it. The freshman year of college, lots of ups and downs, 
I know this is very niche, but it's going to help you out when your call, when your teenager goes to college, if they decide to do so. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, if you would like some support for your teen, whether they're a college freshman, a high schooler, or a middle schooler with either time management, organization, staying on top of projects or social things, stress management, anxiety management, I can help. Click the link in the show notes to schedule a consultation and we will connect. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next time. If you liked this episode, I want to invite you to follow me on Instagram at jennifer.delacuadri, where you'll find more tips, inspiration, and connection to help you navigate this unique and sometimes challenging season of parenthood. I'll see you there.